0: Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about binding up the brokenhearted. Binding up the brokenhearted, this is something that God promises to do. Jesus says he came to do, to bind up the brokenhearted. And I just, this phrase came to mind in the morning just the other day, right when I was waking up. So prior to that, I had kind of a freak thing happen where I was stepping out into our garage and we have some a pegboard that has some hooks on it. And one of the hooks had fallen off of the pegboard. And when I stepped into the garage, I didn't see it. And I stepped on it and I rolled my ankle pretty badly. And it was pretty painful at the time, pretty sore most of the night. And that night before bed, my wife suggested wrapping it up, binding it up with like an ace bandage. And I woke up the next morning. Actually, it was quite a bit improved when I woke up the next morning, but it was pretty painful that night. And when I woke up the next morning, these words were running through my mind. God binds up the brokenhearted. He binds up the brokenhearted. So we're in this time of the year right now where we just passed through the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets, also known as Rosh Hashanah, is like New Year's Eve on the Jewish culture. And they celebrate that by eating apples with honey to symbolize it's going to be a sweet new year. And we did a daily communion meditation the other day on God refreshes us with apples. In the song of Solomon, it says, you know, the bride of of Christ is saying strengthen me with raisins, refresh me with apples because I am faint with love. We talk about this example of almost being lovesick. So sometimes in relationships, our hearts get some damage. God's coming to bind up the brokenhearted. God's coming to bind up the brokenhearted. Jesus came to do this. He says in Isaiah 61, he came to do this. So we're going to be taking communion over this today. For anybody that needs help with this, asking for his help with this, to bind up the brokenhearted. And to be walking in this consistently. Just to be receiving this from him today. So Let's look at our filters for today. We've already gone over a few of them for today, but these filters are things that I write at the top of my journal every night as a way to help me keep things top of mind, help me stay in rhythm with God. They help me to filter my decision making. And I like to start with the big picture vision at the top. Our vision is to have Abundant Life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, started for me about 10 years ago with Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. And he taught me this whole new way to live. We make Him the source. We make Him the center of everything. We learn how to rest and trust in Him. We learn how to walk in the light, to walk in His ways of doing things. And I just began to document what He was taking me through and the things I was learning. And it turned into a series of books and courses and partners and now blueprints that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. That wasn't always easy all the time. I had to unlearn some old ways, let go of some old patterns, learn how to walk out a new way of living. And now our goal is to take those blueprints and to develop abundant life training centers, to build abundant life training centers all over the world. Communities of people who are working together in unity, who are thriving, walking in these blueprints. And then this year in 2022, our next filter, we've been focused on the year of the beautiful land. In the Old Testament, God told the people, I'm going to give you the best and the most beautiful land in the whole world. And that's symbolic for us of this rich inheritance that we have in Christ. It's got everything we need. It's like if you call it a pipeline of living water. Everything you need is in there.
1: And God's been teaching us this year how to
0: possess it, how to hold fast to it by filling up the basket of praise, by magnifying the light and filling up that basket of praise, praising him for who he is, Praising him for all that he's done for us in Christ and all that he's done for us personally. And then this month in September of 2022, we've been focused on financial stewardship. Managing and multiplying everything that God's entrusted to us. And then this week, like I said, we're in two different phases. We're in what's called the 40 days of Teshuvah, And then we're in the last 10 days of those 40 days, which are called the 10 days of awe. The 10 days of awe. Ten days to increase our awe and reverence of God. And it's this time of year. Teshuva means to turn or repent. It's a time to make adjustments. It's a time to make corrections. It's a time to, to search our heart and our conscience. Making sure we're implementing God's ways of doing things into every area of life. And in Acts chapter 3, it says, If we would turn or repent, that God would wipe away our sins in times of refreshing We come from his presence. And right now, we're in this 10 days of all. The 10 days that lead up to the Day of Atonement. As as this video is coming out, it's going to be day number four. The 10 days that lead up to the Day of Atonement, this is day number four. And the Day of Atonement was considered the major deadline for the year. It's also known as Yom Kippur. It was the one day of the year when the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies. And make atonement for the sins of the people for the year. As a reminder for us, we have this amazing high priest in Jesus. His blood has washed us and cleansed us, made us new. So we've got this 10 days of all, a time to be searching and correcting. You might have an increase in pressure right now in some areas. And today we're talking about binding up the broken heart. Let's take a look at these scriptures. I want you to think about binding up. When I wrap that ACE bandage, for example, around my foot, around my ankle, what's it doing? It's increasing some pressure on that area. And with the increase in pressure, I'm going to get an increase in blood flow and circulation to that area to hopefully accelerate the healing. And so sometimes there might be a little bit of pressure coming at us in life. And those pressures, I think, are meant to put some binding on us sometimes so that healing happens. So if you're getting some some buttons pushed in some areas of life, you're getting some pressure in some areas, those might be areas that God's trying to bind up, to bind up the brokenhearted. This is Isaiah 61. This is the passage of scripture that Jesus quotes when he begins his ministry. He says, The spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. In Psalm 147 verse 3, it says, God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So for anyone that's feeling brokenhearted, maybe just feeling, as the Song of Solomon says, faint with love, maybe the relationships aren't going the way that you want them to go. Maybe you got past relationships that caused some damage or some hurt. Maybe you got disappointed by some dreams or things like that that didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Dreams or visions or plans. God's going to bind up the brokenhearted. He wants to heal it. He wants to heal the brokenhearted. And so let's pray. We're going to go through our daily prayer first that we pray. And then we're going to take communion. Heavenly Father, I just pray for everybody who's watching or listening. Their families, their friends, all those connected to them and all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain.
1: Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
0: All right, let's just take a moment to examine ourselves before we take our communion. How are we doing being thankful? We're going to walk in the light each day. Gratitude is the shortcut. Just being thankful in all circumstances helps us stay positioned in the light. And then what are we magnifying? I like to think of the example of two baskets. We can fill up the basket of venting and complaining and pouting about all the issues and problems that we're facing. Or we can fill up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our lives. And we got to stay tuned in today. What's God speaking to you today? What's that leading or that nudge or that direction that you feel on the
1: inside? And then what do you know to do
0: today? Good time if you haven't done so already. Make a quick list. What are all those things that are piling up on the inside? Because the more things pile up, the more they block our clarity. Mental clarity and the ability to hear from God more clearly. Let's make sure we're taking action on those things that we know to do. Not the things we're unsure of, not the things we're uncertain of. What do you know to do?
1: So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you
0: that you are with us. One of the phrases that came up when I saw this word heals, when God heals the broken heart, it's Rapha. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. He is our healer. He's our provider. He's more than enough. And Father, we're asking for your help to bind up the broken heart Help us to understand this. Help us to walk in this and to receive this from you. This is something Jesus said he came to do. We thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
1: God sent us Jesus.
0: If he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him in heavenly places. He made us one with him. And I think that's what we're all searching for, that peace that comes from that unity of being connected to him, being one with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread.
1: And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your breath. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup.
0: He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light.
1: Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us. Makes us new Gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today in partnership with God, connected to Him. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice.
0: All right. So, during this 10 day period, The 10 days of all, I usually do a Daniel fast every year. Daniel fast is eating only things that can be grown from seed, fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, whole grains, and drinking only water. I do that for 10 days. The 10th day is the day of atonement, which is a total fast. No food or water on that day if you're able to do so. And during those 10 days, that Daniel fast, when I first started doing this, when I feel like it's, it's something God showed me to do, I was doing it, I was very strict, I was very almost too diligent, super strict on it. And I was doing it out of my own willpower and strength, and it was grueling, it was kind of exhausting. But what I've learned to do is I've learned to do two things. I've learned to roll the pressure over it, of it over onto God, to give myself grace. Say, you know what, I can't, I could maybe do this on my own, but I really need your help. And relying and trusting on Him to sustain it. And then the other part is I've stopped being quite so strict. For the most part, I stick with you know, only things that can be grown from a seed. But I don't obsess over it. I don't overly worry about it. I don't worry about it at all. I'm not checking all the ingredients and everything. I stick to it as best I can without worrying, without stressing. And If I slip up, I just get right back on track. Usually the only times I slip up would be If we go to someone's house and they serve us food that's not on the plan, I eat what's put before me. I walk in love, and then I get right back on track. I think the most important thing is we're doing it from the heart. Doing it to honor God. This is a a 10-day period to remember. As Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of God, to do the work that he sent me to do. It's a reminder for us to be taking action and doing that work. And it gives us something physical we can do to remember
1: that. Hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.